Welcome back to another episode of the Real Life Carry Podcast. I'm here with uh, young Michael Zabo. Welcome back, Mike. I'm back. Good to be back. Good to be here. What are we talking about today? Well, we got to talk about the recent AT&T we had in town. Uh, oh, yes, that's right. It was an elevated event. Was the Caddy Hospitality elevated this It year? was slightly elevated, yeah. Less players, less caddies, so they kind of upped the food game, More and we're going to talk about that. You know how I like a good buffet. Can't wait to hear about that. <laughs> I've got a great story about Rich Beam, actually. The Beamer back yeah. in town for, during during the tournament? Uh, yeah, he was. He nice. was doing, working for Sky Sports, and something very, very amusing happened. Okay, great. At my club. Can't so wait to hear about that. it. Uh, anything else you got? We got to talk about the Wasted Open. What oh, happened? Yes. I mean, it's it's been uh, quite the few weeks on the PGA Tour. Bad couple of weeks on the PGA <laughs> Tour, but that's coming up right now. Episode 126, Mike. Can you believe that? Mm, we're we're racking them up. Uh-huh. Let's dive straight in. AT and T. Well, actually, no. We should actually explain. We haven't an episode three week gap instead of two because we had no power. Some severe weather came through the peninsula out here. It's been it's been dicey. It yeah, was rough. Yeah, got that generator finally up and running. We were without power for like five days. Some people were like a week, week and a half without yeah. power. It was crazy. That's pretty brutal. Uh, is it nineteen twenty four? No, it's two thousand and twenty four. Yeah. So it's all those people with Teslas. I think. Oh, get out of here! Excellent. Right, tell us. AT&T, it was an elevated event this year. It was an elevated event. There was only 80, 80 professionals, 80 amateurs, and it was the first year. It was uh, only a two-round pro-am, so it's a shortened week for us uh, resort caddies caddying for the amateurs. Yeah, I'm sure the pros were devastated about that. Oh, they were heartbroken. heartbroken. I could tell. I could tell, yeah. What were the conditions? Looked really, really bad. Oh, it was, it was brutal. I mean, with the, the, the rain we had even before the weeks leading up, I mean, the courses are just absolutely saturated. They can only mm-hmm. hold so much water, so I mean, it's embedded balls everywhere mm-hmm. i mean and and the courses were just brutally wet and it rained even more i mean they had a day where they had to cancel play entirely where the big storm came through and then we lost power forever 54 holes as well <laughs> Let <it> go. <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking about that when the tournament was going i'm like wow they're gonna they're gonna try to squeeze this in they they're gonna try to finish on monday but with the weather that came through, I'm like, there's no way they can finish on Monday. They're going to have to push this to Tuesday, and then you got the waste minimum. I'm like, they're going to have to shorten this to 54 holes, no cut, 54 holes. I was like, the live guys are going to be eating this up, and are they going to get official world golf ranking points? Yes, indeed. I drove out to the course on the Monday to drop the wife off at work, mm-hmm. and I've got to be honest, it was carnage. The stands were getting ripped apart. The barriers were down. All of the signage was blown over. Mm-hmm. The worst of the worst were the porta the porta potties were oh, all tipped blown over. over. All of them. I, that was crazy. I, I saw that crazy. And it was one in the bunker. It was, was one there? in the bunker. Can you imagine getting that phone? Go, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Mike, grab your rake. Um, <coughs> I think I'm a little sick. Yeah, there's uh, there's some toilet paper and, and uh, some other sand, dark sand to, to rake up in the bunker. Yeah. Horrendous. Brutal, so brutal. You, there has to, at some point, be a discussion about this tournament getting change the different part of the year surely yeah you would think so but they do the whole west coast swing during that time of year and uh yeah I, I, who knows i'll make a prediction though in the next two years there'll be some sort of resolution between live golf pga tour we're probably going to see an elevated world tour and everything will change something's got to give so, no, something's got to change yeah something's definitely all change. now enough about the negativity how about the positive stuff? Tell us about Caddy Hospitality because we know 
everyone knows you're an absolute sucker. Well, let's let's start it off for for registration. Registration opened the Sunday before the Sunday. The Sunday before at noon. So okay. I was I was <laughs> most certainly the first guy in line. I was there at like eleven thirty five waiting for that door to open. Did you camp out overnight? Like I kinda, a, yeah, yeah. For I, a concert. I, I was ready. I was ready to register. So okay. I got got my credentials. I'm like, all right. What is the schedule? When is the food open? When can I come? They're like, well, we open at 6 in the morning for (laughs) for breakfast. Lunch begins at 11. That's 11 to 3. And I'm like, oh, perfect. I'll be here. Uh So I showed up the next morning, called a couple of my caddy buddies who I knew were working. It was glorious. They they didn't outsource it. Normally, they bring in a sponsor, Chipotle, Chipotle. whoever. But they did it in-house, and it was it was phenomenal. The food was absolutely phenomenal. And uh, so I had my breakfast, came back. I, don't, I forget what I was doing that day. I wasn't working. You came to see me. Yeah, yeah. In, be, saw, in between yeah, meals. Exactly. I, I remember did. you came to see me in between meals. Uh-huh. So I came, and then I, I had some stuff going on, so I didn't make it back. I certainly wasn't working on the golf course caddy. No. When was I the first tee-off shot that you actually caddied? It was uh, Thursday when the tournament began. <laughs> we hit the range for about 30 minutes on Wednesday. But anyways, that first day, so yeah. I get back. It was like 2.15 or so. They said lunch was open till 3.00. And I see Man Bun walking back to his car with his head down. And I'm like, hey, Man Bun. What's another, another seagull. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I go, like, Man Bun, what's going on? He's like, you know, they cut the food off. The, the, there's no more food. They're not serving food. I'm like, damn it. They told me 3 o'clock. I was like, you know what? I'll go in for a cook. Maybe get a cookie or something. Uh-huh. So I walk into the Caddy Hospitality. And uh, I see Casey Boynes there, a friend of uh-huh. the podcast who's been yeah. on before. And he's got a big plate of food in front of him. I'm like, whoa, buddy. I'm like, where'd you get that? He's like, well, they got they got some caddies working caddy hospitality, so you're never going to believe it. And then who walks out? You would never believe it, podcast listeners. Who walks out? And he looks at me, big smile. It's Caesar. Caesar the caddy. Caesar. I'm like, Caesar. I'm like, I, I don't think I've officially like introduced myself. I'm, I'm Zabo. He's like, Zabo. He's like, hey, man, we still got some food in the back. You want to play? Caesar, they had like seared ahi tuna, this amazing like baked pasta. Caesar came back with a huge plate. Caesar, I love you. You are the man. Oh, unbelievable. It was amazing. And Caesar, there was another caddy working there. Uh, we won't mention his name, but he's a good caddy. And I saw him the next day. I'm like, hey, man, I don't see Caesar as he's still around. I'm like, he hasn't been fired yet. He's like, oh, no, but he's, he's close. He's, he's close. close. Oh, <laughs> but that's, Caesar, that's God bless you. You're the man. That's Appreciate tremendous. you. I, I can't believe it. You know, you guys have absolutely no shame. You and Man Bun. Okay. Free food is free food. It was phenomenal this year. Good That's on, fantastic. Good on the resort for making that food. Then they went from there out to the desert, out to the wasted management. Oh, absolute disgrace. I mean, it, it's been kind of declining for years. You were actually, did, did you actually, you were out there. Did you go to the tournament? No, no. Oh, I've, man. I've been to the last two, and I think two years ago or last year, if you go back through previous episodes, you'll hear what I said, that the PGA Tour have created a beast, and it's beyond... The horse is bolted. There is no way back. Yeah, they, they just... It seems like they keep trying to outdo each other year after year, and, like, who can get the drunkest and be the craziest? And this, this year was, was just disgraceful. The problem is no one's really there for the golf, because, again, I'll go back to... Golf is pretty boring. It's hard to get behind an individual. Yeah, the whole thing at the waste management is no nobody is watching the golf, and then they destroyed the green with the holes in one. Yeah, well, they actually cut off booze this past year. 
First time ever. First time ever. And and stopped allowing spectators in, even with tickets. Like if you have we have too many people in and they're too drunk. I think a lot of the problem too was the weather from from California carried over into Phoenix, which you don't typically get rain there, especially that time of year. I mean and, and the courses were saturated there was mud pits everywhere so you get combine that with all these drunk people they're mm-hmm. slipping the slide and th- then it became sport you know it they were like sport. okay now we're gonna get this incredibly obese guy taking off his <laughs> shirt diving downhill sliding i mean it was yeah comical for what it was but and for, and for everyone that texted me it was not me okay <laughs> i've got a bit of girth but come on behave yourselves that's true uh now you mentioned the rain out there mm-hmm. i did go out for four or five days with uh, our, our boy eddie to play some golf do you think I prepared for that? I talked about pre- preparation. Oh, yeah, yeah. How's your resolution working out? Did you have the rain gear? Failed. <laughs> I took my rain gear, but it's paper thin. Yeah. I, had, I only had shorts. And it, it was, was freezing? Well, yeah. And a slight tangent, I played golf with the creator of Big Game Golf, our sponsor. Our boy Rich. And he showed me the new app. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely tremendous. Nice. They're not, they've given up and given a date to get to market. But I would still encourage anyone out there... If you play regular group games, if you're the guy that organizes the game, definitely go and download the app, Big Game Golf, and what will happen is probably March, maybe April 2024, you'll get the new version. Mm -hmm. Uh, The interface looks brilliant. It's getting better and better. Yeah, and what they're going to do is the plan is to launch with about six games on it. There are about 35 altogether, but every week or so they'll drip out a new game so that there's no issues with the technical side of it. Smart. And I lost $16. It was, he sent me a text. <laughs> yeah, we're sitting having a drink after. He sends me a text. He says, check your text message. I went, okay. I go in and he says, just click that, that link there. You, you can pay me. Yeah, because so, it, it, it connects you to your Venmo, right? Or his Venmo to, to pay exactly. him the invoice. Yeah, yes. which is pretty pretty cool. It's, it's, it's a really, really good app. It is. And it, on a day like we played, you know, he's on his phone. There's only one person needs to take, take the score. Yeah. Scorecard's not getting it ruined. Uh, it was it was miserable out there. It was seven holes of rain, and then the sun came out, but it, the sun didn't warm you up. Yeah, it was still yeah. freezing. And you played all 18? We played all 18. Jeez. Well, someone's paying for the round. It wasn't us, of course, but <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't want to... You want to give them value for money. Wait, uh, so Ed, Eddie played with you and Rich? Yeah, Eddie, yeah. yeah. Did, so Rich is a really good player, right? He's like a plus plus index. Did he beat Eddie? Uh, no, no, no. We're close. <laughs> no, Eddie beat everyone. He's, Eddie's the real deal, dude. He is. He is, he is. the real dude. Uh, the real deal. Uh, however, the waste management, it's, it's shocking. I think it's out of control. When you've got 500,000 people... Think about the number of cops you need to control that. Oh, it was it was a nightmare. I saw I saw videos online about you know people fighting, big scraps happening. Yeah, yeah it's just, it's it's not golf. It's what you're going to get, get out of here. Correct. And, yeah, it isn't. when people talk about legacy and tradition of PGA Tour, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, I'm sorry, but that's a joke. That's uh, and you will get pros that stop playing in that just because it's not worth. Did you see the Zach Johnson yes. altercation? Don't serve me and just ragging on him about the Ryder Cup. Yeah. Now, this episode's called something along the lines of golf caddies are at the waste wasted management every day. Mm-hmm. We recently had a group in, didn't we? We did have a group in. They mm-hmm. were scattered from the southern states. We won't ha- we won't mention names, but it was. It doesn't really shock us in a way. I just think it's sad for the professional game to see what's going on. But we do see some incredible behaviour. 
Yeah, guys, we've said it a number of times over the years. Guys, get away from their wives. <laughs> they get out 3,000 miles away from their wives and kids, and they just act a fool, and they, they like to party and have fun. Right. I got, I, a mean, few, I got a few notes about this group. I right? mean, I don't think we worked together during that whole, no, whole week. No, we didn't. And, and we both have stories from different people in that group that are just outrageous. There's a thing called the Moroccan maraca. Right? I don't think I've heard this. Okay, so a maraca goes... Yeah, one of, of course, those things, yeah. right? Well, these boys actually had it filled with pills. <laughs> right? Oh, I can believe that. I saw right. that in action. So it's like, imagine a bag of Skittles, but they're all different. Mm-hmm. And you would just, the guy who had it, you say, hey, I need the maraca. <laughs> so Give me just, a blue one. <laughs> they were just literally taking a pill, not knowing what it was. Uh-huh. On the golf course. Oh, yeah. But one of the lads takes, takes a pill in about 10 or 11. And I think he got the dodgy one because in 14, <laughs> he was in a super dark place. He was sitting on the bench in the tee at 14, sweating. Didn't really know where he was. Yeah. And he looked at me and I said, you get the bad one? And he went, yeah. <laughs> but hats off to me. It's a box of chocolates. You never know what you you're going to get. get. Did you did you see the baggage? Do you know what the bag of checks? They had a big bag of checks. Did you know what that was about? What the checks? Check? What do you mean? Checks? You know what? Like, like checks? Checks mix? You know, just the, oh, the little rice rice cereal. Yeah. You know what was sprinkled in with the checks? Charlie. <laughs> they had magic mushrooms sprinkled all over. He's like, yeah, you just kind of you eat the checks, and you don't know if you get a bunch of mushrooms. You're just getting checks because it's kind of scattered in there. Well, there was one dude on the last day, and he was uh, on the Colombian marching powder, right? Oh, that bro. Uh, yeah. So he's on the phone, okay, mm-hmm. on the 11th hole, and he's he's changing his flight to go home earlier. <laughs> I just need to get out of here, man. <laughs> no, 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 no. 20 minutes he's on the phone trying to change his flight. And I says, what are you doing? He goes, oh, I'm going to try and get home early. Brownie points for the wife, okay. <laughs> <laughs> gonna make up for all this bad stuff I did. Well, I was like, I don't know if there's gonna be any brownie points when she sees you. Yeah. Because. Might want to sober up first, buddy. He's slipping into the trees and, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So he's, he's on his phone, he stops in 12, he hits the drive. Now he hooks it left on the 12th hole. Doesn't matter what, what course it is, it's a par four. Yeah. Hits it left. We got to, on the cart, because we're all in carts. I says, what's wrong? He goes, oh, I've left my phone. And he's checking his pockets and he's looking. And I says, well, you were just on it. He goes, I must have left it in the tee. So he takes the cart. He drives back. We don't see him at the tee. He must have driven to 11. <laughs> and then we start hearing this vibration in the other cart. Oh, jeez. So I guess that's the thing in the phone that you can find your phone. Yeah, yeah. So five minutes later, he comes back. I says, is this your phone? Yes. I said, well, you put it in the wrong cart. So he starts walking into the trees. I thought he was off to powder his nose. <laughs> I says, what are you doing? He says, I'm looking for my ball. I says, it's over here. <laughs> so he's fully 150 yards away. So we go across there. I tell him how far it is. He's just looking at me, space cadet eyes. And he says, here, hit this club. So he hits it again, left of the green. Maybe 30 yards left of the green. Pin, kind of pin high. <laughs> so we jump back in the car. We drive over. He grabs a wedge. And I'm dealing with the other player. He now is looking down the valley. And I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, I'm looking for my ball. He's fully 60 oh, yards away. Bro, come he on. He says, it's up here. So he comes up. He hits the chip to four, you know, 14, 15 feet. 
Holds the puck. Wow. Good for him. He, he's playing par and says, what'd you get? He says, I've no idea. <laughs> I says, he did a par. It was the most impressive par I've ever seen. Took from him 45 minutes, but yeah. Didn't, didn't know where he was, what he was doing. And he was going home early to the wife. Hopefully he got some brownie points from the wife. So the, the guy I had from the get-go, he was hoorahing. This is before he really had any real substance <laughs> in him. And he was hoorahing and super excited. Him and his partner, they were winning money. They were fist bumping, chest bumping, high-fiving. Huron, and then he wanted to find a little Colombian marching powder, and apparently he found it in a large quantity. <laughs> so the next morning we get to the tea, and I see him, and he's he's not really Huron, and he's looking kind of scattered. <laughs> and I look at him, I'm like, "What's up, bro? Are you?" He's like, "I don't know if I'm gonna make it." I'm like, "What what, what are you talking about? What's going on?" And he's like, "I haven't slept. I haven't slept all night." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh no." I'm like, "Did did you do what you said?" He's like, "Yeah, we we did it. We still have a bunch left over. I have to throw it out." Because I knew I'd just keep doing it, and it was a bad, bad situation. And he, I mean, he was slugging around, and he's like, I'm never doing that again, never doing that again. And then your boy talked him into it the next night, oh, and there man. they go. But I think the boy you were talking about the day before, now, we didn't really discuss this after it happened, but so we were at the big course, and we're on the first hole, and this guy, he's kind of amped up, like you were saying, even without the marching powder. Yeah. And there's a group in front of us, on two and they are the have a camps time four and they're like two holes behind on two there are okay. two holes behind the group okay. in front of us and he said i can't do this this is going to ruin my day i am not going to do this all day we can't do this and he told the rest of the group he's like we're not doing this we're not doing this we're not doing this we're going to skip a hole we're going to go to the next hole struggling so, yeah it's struggling so we jump in front of that group it's i've never seen at the big course before we actually skip the group we drive right past them on they were on three we go straight to four t-box mm-hmm. and then uh, the marshal comes screeching over he goes what did you guys do he goes your caddies are getting written up you're in trouble you can't do that <laughs> and they're like hey we're gonna do what we want we yeah, yeah. he's like your caddy and eddie goes oh, looks like we're getting fired <laughs> we're in trouble <laughs> Yeah, as yeah. if that's gonna happen. And then we're we're like way ahead, way ahead of you guys. They're still like, and you're you're waiting on them every shot. And you tried to, you were gonna do the same thing, right? On the on the sixth hole. Yeah, the boys were getting it chain. We were gonna do it, and then we <laughs> kind of did do it, and then we went back and to where I we think were. I told you what happened with the marshal, and you were no, like, I just it just didn't. I knew that it, there was no good situation was gonna come from it yeah. because you guys only played seventeen. You never got to go back in the course, and then that's true. And they they wanted they wanted to do that too. They were like, oh, we can go back and play play the yeah, third hole. Like, and there were still groups there, and we were oh, like, no, sorry, you've, you've broken the rules. It reminds me of a guy that I saw from Arizona out here. He'd been waiting for the trip for four or five years. And he came out with his mates. It was an early Sunday morning. I think he, he did a little bump on, on the first hole. And the first two holes, he was great. Oh, he's the marching you know, powder. Yeah, he, he, was, he was doing really well. And he was quite animated by about the fourth or fifth. Things were descending. Then he didn't hit a shot from six until ten. He just sat in the car? No, he, can, he, he again, it was the pace of play. He said that he couldn't. He was, but there was no issue with pace of play. He was just in his, in his in own his head. head. Yeah. And he gets to the back of 13 and he just said, bye boys, we'll see you at the airport. And he left. He left. He grabbed one of the carts, the other carry, he carried the bag and he just left. He said, I'll see you at the airport. I said, when's your flight? He said, three o'clock this afternoon. I said, so he's going to, he's basically going to go to the airport for about five hours on his own. Brutal. Absolutely. It's sad, isn't it? People are, people are, uh, they're testy. People are wild. Yeah. Now, I'd mentioned in the intro there that 
something about Rich Beam. So Rich oh, was yeah. out. What happened? So as you know, Rich works for Sky Sports. Mm-hmm. He's one of the analysts. Been on the podcast a few times. He has. He's a good lad. Yes. And he, he texts me. He was in town. So I took him down to the club, the men's club. Mm-hmm. Your, your fitness facility that my is primarily a drinking club, yes. My <laughs> fitness facility in, in Monterey. And, he, you know, it was, it was a busy night, very busy night because there was a big dance in Monterey. A lot of the members were going to go to it. So there's about an extra 30, 40 people in the bar, all amped up, ready to go. So see the manager. He knows Rich. He knows mm-hmm. golf. A number of, of guys recognize them. Hello, yeah. how you doing? And then my mate James, who I don't think he's ever heard of a golf club, knows nothing about golf. I'm away getting Rich a drink. James, is, I see them just talking. And I overhear this, the, the conversation and James says, oh, are you from the UK? Cause, and he went, no, I'm not from the UK. I'm, I live in Austin. Okay. He goes, oh, well, I saw the Sky Sports in your shirt. So I thought, oh, uh-huh. maybe he's from the Smart, UK. Yeah. You know, he was logical. Know, exactly. And then I hear him say, do you play golf? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, are you a golfer? Wow. And, he, and Rich like, yeah, funny. I'm a golfer. He goes, what's your handicap? He says, well, <laughs> I played for like 15, 15 years on tour. I won a PGA championship. No big deal, yeah. And, you know, I haven't even spoken to James about it yet. It happened a couple of weeks, you know, a few weeks ago. It was classic. He probably still doesn't know who the, the guy is. Well, the manager... He then says to me, he's like, he'd overheard the conversation as well. He says, did you hear that? That's, That's absolute gold. And Rich probably, he's such a cool cat. He probably played it off like, oh yeah, that guy doesn't know me. That's cool. Yeah, I think, I think people enjoy that sometimes. Absolutely. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but five minutes after that, some lad comes up to me and he goes, Big G. And I went, uh-huh. And he goes, you don't recognize me? <laughs> I went, have we met? He says, yeah, you carried for me and my wife. Oh yeah, you, you I remember like, you. I was like, really? <laughs> He goes, yeah, remember, you know, on the sixth hole, the, the drink. <laughs> I love it when they do that. They <laughs> always do that. But I was thinking, like, I'm pretty good with names, faces. I'm just like, this doesn't ring a bell. What's your name, Rob? Okay. He says, don't remember on the sixth, the drinks cart drove past. And I asked what you wanted, and you says, a transfusion. But make sure they put ginger ale in it. And I was thinking to myself, that's definitely not me. That yeah. does not sound like me at all. Yeah. I said, when was this? He said, three years ago. You just moved here from, from Florida. And I was like, well, definitely not me, bro. Oh, I know I've never was. lived in yeah. Florida. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. And that certainly sounds like it. I think he and, moved back to Florida, didn't he? he I don't, uh, I'm not sure. But he was absolutely adamant that it was me. He, he kept on arguing. And I was like, but dude, I've never lived in Florida. Yeah. And he finally was like, okay, I'm sorry. This is well. You have a great night. One of the boys, uh, a couple of the boys in that group, though, they have a website. Check it out. If you ever want to go to Pinehurst and play golf, Mm -hmm. check out this website. 79, the number 79, watch, W-A-T-C-H.com, 79watch.com. Oh, yeah, I did check that out. What a place. It looks phenomenal. Yeah, I'm definitely, uh, if I ever go there. Well, we're invited. If we ever want to go. Do we have to hang out with those guys? <laughs> <laughs> well, we wouldn't be allowed. There's That's no chance true. we'd be allowed. After, after the wives hear this one. I was just no going to say, my wife hears the, yeah, we're done. So after that short message from our podcast sponsor, we have a very exciting announcement about our YouTube channel, and we'll move on to mailbag questions and shoutouts. Are you a caddy who sometimes gets bored in the job? Are you struggling to stay engaged with your players in the golf course? If this is you... You need to download the Big Game Golf app today. Not only can you use the app when playing golf yourself, but the app is a fantastic tool to stay engaged with your players while doing your job. 
Whether you're keeping score using the eScorecard feature or introducing your players to one of the over 30 money games on offer, the app will offer both you and your players a more fun and engaging experience on the course. The Big Game Golf app is free to download, easy to use, and it also integrates with the USGA to automatically pull players' handicaps. You can even text everyone the final results. The extra effort on your part may even help boost your tip, and please find me a caddy who wouldn't be interested in that. Start today and download the Big Game Golf app. Four. A couple of weeks ago, finally relaunched the Glorified Donkey Golf YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Posted a new video, a lengthy one, but a, a great one with Eddie O. Eddie O, myself, are playing matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, big shout out to Sean from Seascape mm-hmm. and Kodiak. Character. He has a character. He is, he's a good dude. Now, this is going out on a Wednesday. The second video is out today as well. Oh, you're actually posting the second video today, which, Correct. you know, this, the first video was great. I think the second video, in my opinion, I liked it a little Much better. better. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked it. I enjoyed well, it. obviously, the way people listen to the podcast, there could be someone listening to this in a year's time. So if you're new to the podcast, check out the YouTube channel. If you have uh, a, a YouTube account, mm-hmm. subscribe to the channel, please. Definitely subscribe. Yep. Subscribers are big. Hit notifications, and there'll be a lot more videos coming out. They're fun matches. The first one, first couple were, we, play, we only play five holes. Mm-hmm. We picked three three clubs, and then we have wild cards. It's a fun format. Yeah, going forward, we're going to have all sorts of stuff where I should always have an advantage over Eddie. Absolutely. Um, you know, the next one we're going to do is he's playing with women's clubs against me with mine. So we'll I see, like that. We'll see just how good Eddie like or the that. pro actually is. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. So get yourself across. And actually, if you're not already following us on the socials, X, Instagram. And the Facebook, just look for Glorified Donkey. Now, on top of talking about golf, us playing, we had a little day out, didn't we? We did. We had a Glorified Donkey Real Life Caddy podcast play day at Seascape. It was awesome. We had a couple of podcast listeners show up, podcast uh-huh. faithful. Yep, the Korean faithful, the Korean mafia. Cho and Chang. Cho and Chang. First time you met them. It was the first time that we met them. And then I played with Cho. Uh, Chang, I think, was here in your group. Oh, he was. And, uh, you know, Cho, your, your stats that you sent up, remember we did the spitball with your yeah. stats and you have like 0.2 birdies every 70 rounds? <laughs> Cho had four birdies in the first nine holes, you damn sandbagger. Yeah. Although, you know, he's like, a, I don't know, an 8, 10 handicap. He, his handicap showed up on the back nine. It was atrocious. Yeah, we, we played a Stableford and Skins game. Uh-huh. And uh, Chang won all the money. No, he didn't. Oh, he didn't? No. <laughs> Eddie won myself, won all oh, the money. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Chang won a dollar. 89 yeah. cents he actually won because yeah. we used we actually used we Ron came in from Big Game Golf and uh-huh. we used the app he used the app and we did all that and I eagled the last hole you did to yeah. stop Eddie from basically winning everything and then we we're having lunch afterwards and and Chang sitting there Eddie you play pretty good what did you shoot today like 73 <laughs> or so you play pretty good and no, it was 65 Cho but yeah, yeah. Chang thanks thanks for noticing I played shot with 65 and yeah and those conditions <laughs> which was yeah. I've never played sloppy. I've never played in a golf course as wet. I would usually in Scotland they would close the course. Yeah, I mean carts were definitely path only. If you took them a yard off the path, you would get stuck. It was saturated. The greens were incredible. They were. They were in really good shape. The greens absolutely no issue with the green, but the fairways were absolutely saturated. I think it could be a couple of months before. Oh, it's going to be a long time. We got more rain coming. So when you're joking. 
No, this week. End oh, of this week. Yeah, dude, we're supposed to be working this week. I know. Guys, that's Abel. a good point. Oh, finish with it. With 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 <laughs> Sorry, buddy. It was fun though. The the caddy day was real fun and uh, successful. And you met you. You got to play with Sean from Seascape. I did get to play with Wee Sean. It was uh, it was a blast, and he uh, he's a lot of fun to be around. He is he is a beauty. He's yeah. only seventeen. Yeah. You forget that sometimes. Because he has tendencies to, he is like a seventeen-year-old, but he yeah. he seems older. He does. So, but he is the new star on the uh, the YouTube channel. So it just gets better and better as he becomes our caddy. Yeah, which is classic because we literally met him randomly. I'd never known him. Eddie knew who he was, but now you know he's he's part of the the furniture. So that, he's that's in the great. family. So we'll be doing another one of those soon. Really enjoyed that, and thank you for Ron for coming in. Yeah, good. Uh, I played with Ron too. That was a lot of fun. He can he can get it around too. The Battle of the Midgets. Who's that? You and him. Oh, get out Who's of here. <laughs> Who was taller? Oh, I'm way taller than Ron. <laughs> Got to move on to some mailbag questions. Okay. okay. Now, this is, this is a cracker, right? This is from Liz Windsor. Liz Windsor. Liz Windsor. <laughs> you get Say it? Say that to Lynn Elizabeth Liz? Windsor. Oh, yeah, I do. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, probably not the real name. And definitely not the real Liz Windsor. Can't wait for this question. Uh, from Bellevue, Washington. Uh-huh. What are the worst three things a golfer can do while using a caddy? Well, do we want to put Colombian merchant powder at the top of that <laughs> list? Yeah, bad idea. Bad idea when you're playing golf. I'm probably, get, probably getting too trashed, though. Too trashed, yeah. Rolling the ball at us. Uh, I think, yeah, yes. Stop, don't roll the ball to us. Tipping poorly. Mm-hmm. Well, tipping poorly for a job well done. Exactly. Yeah, you like to be well compensated for render services rendered. So, for example, we were out at a club on Thursday, and I knew the people that we were with. We got a caddy. Mm-hmm. He did zero for me. I, I'm not going to listen to another caddy. Yeah, I okay. Get it. I, I don't know. Just because I've been doing it all my life, right? I can read greens and whatever. And I literally nothing zero, but I still give money at the end. Because that's what you do. Of course. You know, you're at a free event, so take care of people. Yes. And and incidentally, again, on another tangent, last week was the first time I really, after discussing that situation, having a caddy, was the first time I realised the amount of faith people put in us when they actually do believe us. Oh, it's 100% faith. It's yeah. massive yeah. step, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's a massive leap of faith to actually trust a caddy from the get-go. Yeah. And I can understand if the caddy's not that great and you make mistakes, but we don't often do that. But it's actually, it's a, it's a huge thing. But yeah, three things you don't want to do. Don't, don't like, if you want your ball washed or cleaned. Don't roll it to Don't us. roll it to us. Throw it at us. Hand it to us. The, oh yeah, don't blow your nose or rub your face yes. on our towel. And don't take my towel, clean your shoes off. Yeah, that's <laughs> the absolute worst. Yeah. Leaving the, the club next to the bag. Oh, propping it up against the bag. You're not on tour. It's not a staff bag. It's yeah. not laying on ground. Hand me the club. Hand me the club. Yeah. And offer to buy me food or drink. <laughs> <laughs> gives gives Abo a gift card for yes. Chip, Chipotle. Exactly. So any 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 three of those would be absolute spot on. Next question. What one or more things would you do to improve the pace of play? That's from John in Leeds in Yorkshire. Well, I really enjoyed skipping groups. I, I enjoyed that. <laughs> you know, moves us faster. We play less holes. My dollars per hole goes up. But pace of play, 
ready golf. I mean, all the all the stuff they saw, all the cliches. Play ready golf. Be ready to hit. Have the number before the, before the next player hits. If you're if it's cart path only, walk out with a handful of clubs. Don't go out, shoot the yardage, walk back to the cart, grab a club. I mean, all those little things. You know, putt out. I mean, it, if it's two feet a foot, if you're not playing a tournament, pick it up. It's good. Get it out of there. If it's six inches, don't mark it. Hole out. Continuous play. Leave the flag in. I mean, wow. There, there's numerous things you can do. Well, if, if if the professional game actually punished players like they should do for pace of correct, play. and that that's a good point too because they they don't set a good example. If you if you watch a PJ tour, those guys are painfully slow. We had uh we had Sung J M in our group the first two rounds of the pro. It was only a two round pro, but he's with us both rounds. He's painfully slow. Painfully Is he good, slow. good friends with Chu and Chang. <laughs> I think he might be. Yeah, <laughs> one of the, one of those guys yeah, in the bag. Yeah. Yeah, I would do. I would definitely penalize. And then if people actually saw that happening, they might then take heed. Exactly. I would also know the basic rules. Mm-hmm. Like if you know the rules, not like anyone's going to call a rules official in a bounce game. Yeah. But if you know some of the basic rules, apply them and 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 play. And like we said before, preparation. If you're prepared, have tees in your pocket, have an extra ball in your pocket. You'll sometimes. I'll sometimes call a player out. And I'll, I can see the bulge in their pockets. <laughs> or lack thereof. Yeah. Or la- and I'll say, you don't have an extra ball. Grab a ball. Yeah, You're not that good to not You're carry not. an extra one. You, know, <laughs> you should always have an extra ball, maybe two. That's it. And, you know, there was the, the rule I used last week where I hit a ball out of bounds. It was so cold. There was no way I was walking back to my bag. It was a par five. Mm-hmm. So I dropped it in the fairway to club lengths and played four. That's a great new rule you can do too. I mean, you're gonna you snipe that first one out of bounds. Chances are you're gonna snipe the next one out of bounds. Use that two, that two stroke <laughs> penalty, move it up to the fairway where you're the first one went out of bounds, That's and it. you're hitting four instead of hitting seven from the tee. Exactly, and I didn't have to walk back and grab the ball and yeah. exactly like you say and do the same thing. So, yeah, there's a there's a lot, and I, I do I do think you, there's a lot of stuff. I did a few things on the Twitter about slow play. There's a lot of people out there that. Think that it should be four and a half, five hours. They have no issue with it. That's terrible. It's Round absurd. of golf, the, the the golden standard is four hours. And, you know, if you're playing with your boys on a Saturday morning, threesome, foursome, it should be three, three and a half. Three and a half. Three and I mean, half. but four hours, that is plenty of time to play a round of golf with any foursome. Mm-hmm. I think at Seascape, we were probably well under four. Oh, definitely. Yeah, we were way under four. You guys were like two and a half holes behind us. We were way under five. Four. That's true. True. So, next question. Wyndham Clark recently shot a course record at Pebble Beach. Does this really count considering the lift clean in place? And part two to the question. And how does this rank compared to a hole-in-one on a par three course? Who's this from? (laughs) It's from uh, Ellen Moore from Melbourne, Australia. Uh Uh-huh, I'm sure. So, first of all, did he shoot what a sixty? He shot a sixty, yeah. And he had uh, he left three putts short in the heart on the last three holes. He he could have easily shot fifty eight, fifty nine, easy. I don't th- I don't personally think that the sixty is as good as the sixty two that was shot before him because they're not playing in the same conditions. The they're lift, not. The lift clean in place, for example. Let's say you end up in a divot. Mm-hmm. Left clean place. There were a lot of places on the course that were so wet in the rough that they would have to give relief as well. They would have to give relief, but then again, you couldn't. You couldn't. You didn't. You got relief from plug balls in the rough, 
obviously I had to find it, but then you couldn't place it. You still had to drop it. So I don't know. I'm on the other side where I think it's a legit course record. I think the the rule already in the fairway should already be lift clean in place regardless any time in the fairway, in my opinion. I think that's a dumb rule that needs to be changed. Yeah, but then people are going to start saying, oh, this is the fairway when it's actually the first cut. The semi. I, I, you know, as soon as you allow push the boundary one way, people will keep on pushing and pushing. Because look at some of the rules that people, we see every day, their interpretation. Well, nobody look at the plays pros. by the rules. But look at the pros. Yeah. And they're always, oh, I, I, can I do this? Can I do that? Like top, some of the top guys. Yeah, they're calling for rules official when it's clearly not going to go their way. And people will say, well, they just want to win. Well, no, no, but there's also integrity here. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like win the right way, not by trying to bend the rules. Like you're, you know. I agree. But to get back to the original question, it's it's legit in my opinion. He shot a 60. It was lift clean in place. It wasn't lift clean in place in the rough. And you could go back to the course record 62 that the college kids shot. Well, it was 100 degrees that day. The ball's traveling further. Yeah. The greens are firm. They're fast. But the ball's traveling way further. It's never 100 degrees out here. You can go to the course records at, at Spyglass, you know. It was lift clean in place, I think, both times that both times. Phil and Luke Donald both shot those those 62s. Yeah, I mean, course conditions are different every day. It was absurd how soft it was, so it was easy to get the ball close. But then again, a lot of those balls, when they didn't plug on the greens, they were spinning a ton, so the spin control was tough to control. I don't take anything away from Wyndham Clark. I think that was legit, in my opinion. I think it's a fantastic achievement, but I don't think it's a course record. It'll always have an asterisk next to it. I do, and I also believe hole ones on par three courses should count. Well, any any regular listener will absolutely hundred percent know what I think about the the hole in ones on a par three course. But everybody gets <laughs> um, an award these days. Yeah, yeah, Everyone gets a medal. Have you had any more hole in ones recently, or has the course been closed? I've been, I've been playing too much. Yeah, I've no. been, been saving them. I'm just practicing. Yeah, practicing. On, on track, man, with yeah, your wedges. Exactly. Oh, actually, need to call this one out. Totally forgot. The golf day, the podcast golf day at Seascape, I was absolutely embarrassed for you that you for have your me? own name on wedges. Now you get some new wedges. Lovely, lovely wedges, by I, the way. Beautiful. They are amazing wedges. And I was giving uh, Ron some shit about uh, having his name, name on his the bag. bag. And then you're like, hey, Zabba, <laughs> let, me, let me see those. Oh, you got your name stamp. I was like, damn it, you're right. Yeah, but yeah. Not, they are great wedges. And I do like the, you know, that, that's just because if I, I'm not going to lose my golf bag, but I will lose wedge from time to time. And there's no, well, there's no resale value there. Oh yeah, there is. Well, you're naming it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not, but those artisan wedges, shout out to artisan golf. They make a beautiful wedge. Yeah. Amazing. Artisan. And artisan wedges. Yeah. The guy, when Nike kind of shut down, the guy who's making their wedges kind of started his own thing. Normally you have to go to Dallas to their facility to get custom fit fit but uh i just have standard specs anyways on my wedges so i had him make me a set and actually bill mccadden our friend that owns southwestern interiors the group that rents the house on 14 every september got those wedges for me amazing could you get any more shout outs in there unbelievable i mean that's that's shameful bill mccadden southwestern interiors and artisan golf shout out to you guys thank you okay well the only negative thing i would say there was so the guy used to make wedges for Nike. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Is but that the highlight of his resume? I, yeah, that's, that's a good point. But th- he makes an amazing wedge, and they are fantastic. Okay. Yeah. Artisan. Artisan golf. Lovely. Look them up. I might actually check them out. I need some new wedges. My wedge game is appalling. We we uh, I might even take have Eddie take me in the range. 
Because I couldn't. Yeah. I was, like, oh, you come week. out with me, buddy. I can show you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, would, I would never go out and play golf with someone that has their name on their on their. Ouch! Records. Ouch! Uh, well, it was it was literally Look. you're giving Wee Ron stick about having his name in his golf bag. Are you good enough to have your name in your bag? <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm like, you, you know. And after seeing what you shot, I'm like, you're definitely not good enough to have your name in your wedges, dude. Yeah, bro, Katie. That's classic, though. Okay, well, listen. Thank you very much for your questions, folks. As always. If you have any questions, comments, feedback, email them in podcast at glorifieddonkate.com or via social media. Last but not least, we got a few shout outs. Zabo, who, who you got? We do. We got a shout out. I got to shout out my buddy, uh, Rick Levine, the, the father of one of my best friends in the world, Chris Levine. He's been listening to the podcast. He's not really a golfer at all, but he enjoys it. So I got to shout him out. Mm-hmm. Got to also shout out Ron from Big Game Golf for coming out. Got to shout out Cho, playing with Cho, and Chang. Also, I got to mention, during the AT&T, uh-huh. we get to the 17th hole, and everybody's saying, Larry, Fitz, Fitz, Fitz. And I hear, Zabo, Zabo, <laughs> Zabo. And I look up, and I'm, I'm like, who is that over there? And he, he like won't stop. He keeps shouting it. Yeah. And then I'm like, that's, I think that's Chang up there. And I text you right after the round. I'm like, hey, man, can you text Chang and see if that was him up in 17? It was Chang. So shout out to you, Chang. I, Chang I appreciate it. Chang was getting yeah. sloppy up in the he hospitality. Seemed, he seemed a little let up. Yeah, it was yeah. a free free buffet of booze up there. It was an open uh-huh. bar for uh, Chang, and he was taking well advantage of it. Yeah. So shout out to you, Chang. Shout out for me for everyone in Arizona. You all know who you were that, that really took great care of myself and Eddie. We had a, a great few days. Met up with Hilo. Heard all about his... Oh, uh, the, the famous Hilo. Hilo. Oh, wow. How's he doing? He, he, didn't, he didn't make it out tonight. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, keeping the wife at oh, home. He overserved himself. <laughs> he gotcha. And finally, if you want to support us, you can you know, you know share the podcast. You can like it. You can leave a comment. The comments don't really do much, but I think it helps other people who are looking for new podcasts just either get positive or negative feedback yeah you know but share it i mean share it with your friends we will we want to keep growing this thing so get out there and share it with your people and you can also go to our website glorifieddonkey.com and follow the link to buy us a beer now, definitely do that a couple of guys uh, recently pat wolf gotta shout you out pat wolf thank he, you he, he sent a story in for episode 100 you like that one it was where he ended up you know nearly losing his manhood Oh, that, that Pat guy, Wolf, yeah. That Pat Wolf, so... Glad you're you know, still with us. He didn't, yeah. but you know. Yeah. Um, there's also a Dan the Man. Dan the Man, got a yeah, shout out you, Dan. He was talking about listening to past episodes. He caught up and every single one at some point made him laugh. So many thanks for that, Dan. If you are new to the podcast, make sure and go back and listen to the catalogue. There are another 125 episodes. But that kind of brings us to an end. Zabo, many thanks for your time. Thank you, good to be here. We'll definitely be back in two weeks with mm-hmm. one more instalment. Assuming we don't lose power for seven days. Oh, I hope not. I'll be up at yours with a generator. Yeah, let's do it. Until the next time, folks, enjoy your golf, but more importantly, keep it hum.